Welcome to Hey Joe, a podcast answering questions asked by our listeners. Created by pet professionals for pet professionals. And now, your host, Hey Joe's very own, Joe Zuccarello. What's up, everyone? Joe Zuccarello here, and welcome to Hey Joe, a podcast brought to you by Paragon School of Pet Grooming. Check out our site at paragonpetschool.com for lots of really cool information on a variety of programs, products, and to connect to educational resources such as webinars, podcasts, current events, special news, certifications, and lots of other helpful information to help you grow yourself, your team, and of course your business. Let's get started with this week's episode. Hello, learn to groom dogs.com members. This is Joe Zuccarello. Uh, I am the I get to be the vice president of Paragon School of Pet Grooming and also learn to groom dogs.com. Uh, I am also a, uh, you might catch me on the Jay Z 10s uh, once a month. I produce a 10 minute coaching session about various different business and leadership and management and development topics. And uh, I also am your host of the Hey Joe podcast on the paragonpetschool.com website and a variety of wherever you get your podcast just search for hey joe uh or hey joe pet and you'll uh, you'll definitely get to our podcast so um to all of our members out there very first thing is uh, for all our learn to groom dogs.com members thank you very much for being members one of the one of the, the the highlights of my job is bringing uh uh stories and sharing experiences with you and uh it just amazes me in the uh, uh, pet industry about how diverse we are. Uh, we come from a variety of different backgrounds and we also come from different educations and, and skill levels and such. But we also come from different generations. And I am joined today by Annette Tucker and Annette is going to share her story. Uh, she's graciously allowed us to share a generational story, right? So at some point I'll probably I'm going to ask you that question. It's never polite to ask in other circles, but at one point in a, in a few minutes, I'm going to ask your age, but tell us, uh, Annette, a little bit about your current uh, uh, role and what you're doing and for how long you've been doing that. Sure. Hi, everyone. I'm Annette, and I am currently working as a pet groomer at Barking Beautiful Pet Grooming in Longmont, Colorado, and I have been working with Barking Beautiful for almost two years now. I started there as a front desk associate as I was transitioning from employment at another facility and got on board with Barkley Beautiful, which was my studio of choice after I finished school. It just took me a while to get there. I had eyeballed the owner, liked what she had going on, liked the reviews she was getting and decided that's where I wanted to work, which is in the, the, um, the city that I live in. So I took advantage of a job posting she had for a front desk associate just to get my foot in the door. And that worked out great because now I am one of her pet groomers. And next week I'll be starting as her first mobile groomer. That's right. You are expanding yeah. and going, you're going on the road. We are. Now, are, are, so you know what, that says a lot for that employer, right? In that she actually created a salon. And these are one of the things that we, we try to impress at Paragon and learn to groom dogs.com is, you know, as much as we'd like to say we're recruiting talent, the talent out there is also interviewing and, and, and watching what we're doing. And you, and you did that. You watched what she, she was your salon of choice, you said. She was, absolutely was. Now, are you going to uh, all share in the duties of mobile? So like take a, each one of you take a day and a route or how's that going to work? 
Yeah, we're, we're figuring all of that out yet. Uh, we just finally got our state approval on our, our mobile unit on Friday. So we're taking a week to kind of get into the unit and testing all of the systems out and everything, and we'll be on the road next week. But our plan is that we'll be starting out slowly, so two days a week on the road with mobile, and I have been identified as that person. So I really am working with Jane to get the mobile components of Bark Me Beautiful off the ground. So I get to work directly with the customers right now as we're, we're communicating with, with potential clients and getting them scheduled. I've been given the responsibility um, to do that, which really wow. is an amazing um, thing for Jane to do, to kind of hand over that reign to one of her employees to really help her move this forward as she continues to manage our extremely busy um, studio that is based in Long Island. So, you know, I talk a lot of times uh, about just how dense grooming uh, options are for customers. And, you know, that they're only in, in a typical suburban area, they're only going to drive, you know, three, maybe five miles. Heck, it's a long, it's a long distance. There's a lot of choices in that short mm -hmm. amount of distance. And sometimes you got to go out and get those customers and you guys are doing that. So, uh, so, you know, you started, you, you found a, 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 a salon of your choice and you, and you started as a front desk receptionist and, and you blossom into that. But so tell us a little bit about your, your uh, experience and your history and your background before, well, okay, hold on first. First uh -huh. off, I promised you I was going to ask you the, the taboo question, right? Annette yeah. Tucker, how yeah. old are you? <laughs> I am 53 years old. All right. Well, and 53 years young, I would, I would imagine. I am 53 years young. <laughs> the reason why I say that to everybody, for all of our LearnToGroomDogs.com members out there is that, that this is um, focusing on uh, uh, one of our diverse uh, elements of our industry, and that is generational diversity. And uh, we're going to share with you, Annette's going to share with you her her background here in just a minute, but we're going to kind of tie it all together, and, 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 and she's going to share with you some of the successes and the challenges and the surprises that have come along uh, for her kind of coming out of uh, a, a, a whole career before grooming. So talk to us a little bit about, I know that you had spent uh, uh, 20 years in doing something that you really enjoyed. What, what, what did you do before grooming? Before grooming, I was in um, the field of 4-H youth development with the Cooperative Extension System. And I had been working in that environment for 20 years um, in three different states. So I worked as a county level agent, educator, so think county fair, and the person that helped run that and put that all together, 4-H clubs, FFA chapters, that type of environment. And so I did that in my hometown, in a small town in Wisconsin for 13 years, and was very successful in my time and experience there. Um, I have two higher education degrees. I have a bachelor's degree in business administration education, and also a master's degree in community education, which is really about engaging community, community development. Mm. Working across the age groups from early childhood to senior level. So my focus area was really um, high school age students and adults. And working with parents, working with community members, being part of community organizations and um, coalitions and, and really working as a community leader to, to build support systems for young people as they were growing and developing. 
And so over time, as my, my career was developing and growing, which I've really loved, I um, was um, taking advantage of some opportunities that were presented to me as I was growing in the field and changed to a different state. I started moving out west, so from Wisconsin to Nebraska. I worked in Nebraska for two years. Um, I was going to say, I don't know that I would consider Nebraska West, but I guess compared to Wisconsin. Wisconsin it is West. <laughs> where I, when you're on the western edge of Nebraska, right next to Wyoming. Okay. It becomes Beautiful West. Country. And, then, and then you change time zones too, halfway across the state. Hmm. So I worked as a county agent, plus had some state level responsibilities as well. So I was, I was advancing in the, um, the roles and responsibilities that I had with, with, with extension. And ultimately, I ended up with um, a position at the state level at, in Colorado, um, on campus at Colorado State University, providing some statewide leadership and support to county agents related to science, technology, engineering, and math programming, and after school programming. So all of that over you know, an 18 to 20 year period um, was great. However, it eventually started to kind of sucked the life out of me. Mm. I was losing my enthusiasm and passion. I didn't want to get up to go to work in the morning. I was just tired of traveling and sitting in meetings and, and trying to solve all of the world's problems. And it, you know, it just became overwhelming and not how I wanted to spend all of my days. Mm-hmm. So living where I was in Colorado, I happened to drive past the community that had two dog grooming schools. Way back in time, um, probably 15 years ago or so, I thought about dog grooming. I groomed my own dogs as an adult. I had a couple dogs that I would just home groom. You know how many stories I've heard? It all starts there. You just took a little longer. Most of them start like right away. No, it's (laughs) like I will make my dogs look pretty because when I was a kid, I wanted to be a hairdresser. So, you know, I always wanted to work with my hands and do things like that. And, but at that time, I didn't have, you know, ready access to a grooming school. You know, my personal life just really wasn't in a place where I would, could really change my direction in my career. So that was just kind of a fleeting moment that kind of passed. And now we are here. And wow. And yeah, so as I was reconsidering again, what do I want to do with my life? And by this time, I was 50. I was 50 years old at this time. When I left my 20-year career and took a significant pay cut to pursue something that I felt was going to give me fire and energy and excitement again. And so I enrolled in one of the grooming schools and... Here I am three years later. Wow. And already realizing some successes, which you shared with us just a few minutes ago. So, so, you know, when I, when we talk about it at Paragon and at learntogroomdogs.com, we talk about something called the career reset button Mm -hmm. and, and that this trade, right? Because this is a, this is a, uh, in, in many cases, a life skill, a trade, we are a trade school, right? So we provide education for a trade, whether it's mechanic or plumber or electrician or whatever dog grooming is a trade, right? And uh, uh, you are the epitome of the career reset button, right? So you, you said, I want to do something that fulfills me. I want to do something that is, 
that 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 gives me that that drive and that fire again. So mm -hmm. that, that's really exciting, uh, uh, really exciting to hear. Um, what was so your inspiration? You said as a as a younger person, you you thought about maybe uh, being a beautician or being somebody a hairstylist, right? For people, mm -hmm. um, but it really was just driving past the grooming schools, and and that's what put it in. What was was there other inspiration? Other one, well, of course, grooming your own dog. Right, but probably my crazy love for dogs. I'm like, you know, crazy about dogs. You know, pass one on the street. Oh, puppy. Oh, look at the dog. You say hello to the pets before you say hello to people. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And of course, yeah. I have pets too. Um, so it was like, it was bringing, you know, those passions and, and um, directions together. Well, and being, in, and being in, in uh, your previous career in education, in the education yeah. space, I, I believe you can, you can appreciate what we do uh, at Paragon and Learn to Groom Dogs .com about continuing education. So yeah. obviously you went to grooming school and grooming school ended after a handful of months, I would imagine. You probably went full time. If I know you like anything, you probably went head first and knee deep into it. Um, but there was a certain amount of continuing education that you either, well, you might still take part in or definitely did after school. Tell us a little bit about your experience there. Absolutely. So I graduated from my grooming school um, nine weeks after I started. It was a nine-week program. So it's just kind of the beginning, cursory, here's the intro. Mm -hmm. But they, they really, you know, encouraged us, you're going to need to keep learning. You're not done once you graduate here. Grooming is all about continuing to learn. You're never going to stop, mm -hmm. which totally is, is my life philosophy and educational philosophy, lifelong learning. I am a lifelong learner. And that is one of my, my foundational values. So of course, I'm going to keep on learning. There's so much to learn with grooming. It's like, I'm not going to stop because I have a certificate that says I practiced for nine weeks. So then the day after we had our graduation, um, National Dog Groomers of Associate of America actually had one of their certification workshops in Loveland at um, Dog Zone. So just down the street from the school that I went to, the other school was hosting a certification workshop and testing. Okay. So I signed up and went. So I graduated one day and the next day I was starting my continuing education already. Wow. Yeah. So, so you went to the, what, the first day session then, the right? The first day workshop session, mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. And then um, the second year, which would have been um, the following year, I also went to the workshop again. And one of my, and this was just before I started working at Bark Me Beautiful. So I actually met the owner at that very first workshop, met her again at the second one. And by last year, which would have been my third workshop attending, is when I certified with NDGAA in sporting and non-sporting groups. Good for you. So, Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. That's a, that's a lot to cover. That's a lot of ground to cover in three years. Uh -huh. you, you did talk about, I mean, you, you were an avid uh, consumer of education via books and online training. And what were some of your, what were some of, I know that obviously you're a LearnToGroomDogs.com member yep. and have been for quite some three time. Years. So so a three-year member, yep. I mean, since you graduated, essentially. Basically, yep, yep. So within a couple of months of graduating, I knew that LearnToGroomDogs.com was going to be one of my enormous resources to keep me going. And so I, I got my membership and have maintained that membership since. So I'm in my third year of membership. 
And it is absolutely one of the tools that helps me continue to grow and learn, especially since, you know, we don't see all breeds every day in, in our studio. Um, we get some unique breeds like Afghan hounds. And I was going to be grooming an Afghan hound one day, and I had never touched an Afghan hound, let alone had any really real idea about what you do with them. So, um, or like Irish Terriers or Portuguese Water Dogs, things like that. So you can, you know, only learn so much from, you know, manuals and books. And, you know, I don't necessarily want to go to all of like the YouTube pieces that are out there. I come from an educational research-based background, so I really need to have resources that are valid and validated and um, also essentially research-based and um, are reliable in the industry. So that too is what I get through learntogroomdogs.com and what Melissa provides, being that she obviously was the textbook and um, um, note to the grooming table as our resource for school. So, you know, one thing leads to the next. It's like, love that resource. What else do you have, Melissa? Take me there. And then... Well, and, and, you know, grooming is such a visual career. Yeah. It's such a visual... Yeah. Uh, 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 you know, I always say groomers are artists. So, you know, visual, we're in a highly visual type of, of career. Mm -hmm. We probably learn also visually. So that's why watching mm -hmm. those videos and things might have been super helpful to you and all of the training experts. I mean, you know, we've often heard people tell us, you know, other members in their, in their stories and such will tell us, I go to trade shows and I watch a seminar mm -hmm. here and a seminar there. I get to bring all of those seminars essentially home in my pocket. They're, they're, they're on my tablet or on my phone and I get to take advantage of, of all of those experts. So, uh, so we appreciate you staying on board with learn to groom dogs.com and, uh, uh, for as long as you have, and we hope that we can continue to feed your educational hunger for se for several years uh, still to come. You know, as we as we talked about uh, this industry, you had uh, uh, as we were kind of going through a little bit of show prep. One of the things you said is how much value you put in relationships mm -hmm. and relationships with pet parents and 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 the pets themselves, and how that's a driver for you. It is, and that's really one of the successes that I feel I have been able to accomplish over my um, few years as a groomer is that, you know, as a pet parent, as parents bring their pets to us, you know, they're, you know, the pets and pet parents are pretty interesting, you know, kind of dynamics in, in the society these days. You know, people are spending millions and billions of dollars in the industry. And they also, though, are very particular about how their dog may groom, the care they may give, what type of environment they're going to be in. They're leaving their child right. for two hours with us. And they want to know that their pup is going to be safe and cared for and happy and safe. And so coming from a field where developing relationships was critical for me as well, I feel that's a skill I bring with me already. And that carries over into the relationships I'm building with um, my clients, both the pets and the parents. Because having them feel comfortable with me as the individual who's going to be working with their pet and loving their pet and 
snuggling their pet and having the patience with their kind you of- You don't get anything pet. done during the day, do you? You just- No, no I, had, yeah. I had my favorite little Shih Tzu Bowen today and he just snuggles your shoulder. And it's like, we have to snuggle before his bath. We have to snuggle before his cut. We snuggle after his cut. We have to snuggle and show him off to other parents that come in because they're like, oh, he's so cute. So yeah. So his groom takes a little longer because there's a little bit of that extra load, but. <laughs> well, but you're also sharing that with other people too. So oh, building yeah. those relationships. So. Yeah. Well, I think one of the, uh, one of the things that you had shared with us was that's a lot of the positive on the relationship, but you've also experienced being, you know, 53 now, right? And, and, and certainly still have a lot, can, by, by, by all looks of things, you've got lots of energy to keep going for, for quite some time, but um, you talked about some challenges that you that you had being uh, 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 50 years old and starting grooming uh, with other relationships, like maybe coworkers or uh, uh, or other people in the grooming industry that might be maybe of a younger generation seeing an older groomer starting her career. Yeah. So uh, one of my first challenges, and I think this just across the board is is not uncommon, needing to find your home, the right fit for you? What is the salon or the studio or the shop that fits you? The people, the energy of the facility, mm -hmm. the ownership, the management, the other folks that work there, and finding what connects with you. So um, I worked at two other facilities before um, Parks and Beautiful, and the, the first place I worked um, was a great place to be just right out of school, but it wasn't by any means going to be a long-term situation for me. I knew it. I knew it from the beginning because it wasn't a space that connected to my heart enough to go, oh, yes, this is going to be my grooming home. This is where I will be for the next 15 years or whatever. Mm -hmm. And part of that is because I was significantly older than everybody else that worked there. Right. And so I was one, the newbie in the team. And two, I was more than twice the age of most of the other gals. And I had educated, I was in the workforce. I had some pretty high standards of myself and those around me and just, you know, some expectations of, of the workplace. And not all that really jived with some of the younger folks and things like that. So, you know, I might take an issue directly to the owner as opposed to the 20-year-old the front desk person who really wasn't responsible for the concern I had. Mm. And so there was some animosity for a while kind of about those things. It's like, well, you know, there are some, there's protocol, there's the right route to take, and it just didn't fit with everyone. And, and, you know, that's difficult when not your workplace doesn't have the same value set, I guess, right. as you do. Well, and, you know, we, we talk a lot about culture. Yeah. And, and, and not saying that necessarily one group or one person is doing it wrong. I mean, there are some people that are doing it wrong. <laughs> I mean, but that's every career, every, every walk of life, every, you know, every, 
there are people that just do it the wrong way, right? Mm -hmm. But in our industry, you know, what I found in, I just started, what, my 35th year in this industry. And one of the things, most people come from a good place and most people come from a good center, but it doesn't always mean that the culture is perfect for everybody involved. So yeah. to your point, I think one of the, when you were talking to me before, you said, you know, your challenge was more you than them, right? Mm -hmm. Making sure that it, that it fit for you. And I think that that's a really important attribute. And, and a lot of the words that you're going to be sharing or that you are sharing actually with all of the other members, learnergroomdogs.com members and our other audiences out there um, is, is you're very inspiring. But one of the things I think that, that is important is, is making sure that you're, you're, you're honest with yourself mm -hmm. uh, when you're talking about joining cultures and, and, yep. and, and being a team member. Right. Yep. And um, I was there for three months and then just, and actually I was asked to leave by the owner. She realized too that it, it wasn't going to be working out. And for me at 50 years old, being let go from a job had never happened in my life. Wow. So talk about devastating and how am I going to get through this? This has never happened before. And I'm, you know, three months into, you know, my, my newly, newly chosen profession. But by that time, I had already been job searching. So I already had interviews lined up when I walked out the door that day. So I just had to take a little time to kind of take my breath, regroup, you know, okay, here we go. And so then I was able to kind of um, make some choices that were a little bit better for me. Um, still not the perfect choices. Um, I did find a place to be for the next six months. Um, and I was the, a single groomer at a boarding and daycare facility whose grooming staff had left them about four months earlier because there was new ownership and management. So they were starting over in their grooming department. Wow. Wow. And I think because I was older, I had experience and I wasn't a young person coming in that they, they, they felt that I would have some better ability to start to rebuild that department for them. Um, which I did. I felt really great about it. And two, though, this is where LearnToGroomDogs.com really was my best friend. Because you had nobody I, else there to partner with, right? I had no one to ask. I had no one to give me direction. And I needed you desperately. And I had you. So that was amazing. That helped me through those six months with all of these breeds that I had never touched before. Um, so Two, there were there were some cultural things with how some you know staff did their work and just how they interacted with clients and customer service that really did not fit well with how my approach is and I just didn't want to continue to be connected with um, a business or staffing that um, that wasn't changing mm -hmm. and treating their customers the way they needed to be. So that's when I, I moved on. I chose to move on that time, and that's when. Barkley Beautiful happened to be needing someone. And so the universe said, it's now is your time. Nice, and, nice. And so now it's been great, 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 great. Well, you know, and it's, and it's fun to hear you've, you've experienced successes in areas where other people might've seen them as challenges or surprises or even some failures. And, you know, uh, I think that's where, uh, I think that's uh, where, I, what a great maturity lesson. Uh, that you're passing along to some of the younger generation in our younger people, younger uh, pet and grooming professionals in our industry of saying, listen, 
just because it might feel like a failure doesn't always mean that it absolutely is. And you know, you always say, well, one door closes, one door opens. Mm -hmm. And you were let go for the first time in your life when you're 50 years old in a brand new profession. But I mean, look at, I mean, you can just tell you're just beaming about what it is that you're doing now. And then you're going to go on the road. You're going to, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be launching a new mobile business with, with your employer. So, you know, all of those things, you never know, right? What right. should could have, they may not have happened if you would have just been, you know, uh, if you would have just tried to hammer through it and get through it when it just didn't feel right and it just wasn't right. So, um, so that's, you know, that's one of those, don't let, you know, don't let uh, uh, failure, you know, it's just, a, it's just a, it's a momentary loss of success. <laughs> it's not necessarily, not failure, right? it's just, it's just pausing success for a minute. Yeah. So let's talk uh, uh, for a moment. Obviously, you know, there was a couple things that you did in this change uh, from your other career to this career that uh, could be labeled investing in yourself, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So, um, and, in, and then obviously continuing your education as you continue to invest in yourself. Um, but when you, when, you, when you left that other career and you invested in going to grooming school, obviously that had some tuition costs and real money investment, right? Mm -hmm. But your other investment was you took a substantial pay decrease mm -hmm. in order to reset. Now, you know, for for a lot of people, they, you know, they can't do that. Some people, they can do that uh, in, in a career reset type of situation, uh, whether it's maybe they're right size, downsize, outsize, right source, outsize, whatever their situation is, right? Um, but when you talk about investing in yourself and, and what you did putting yourself through a, a new education, but definitely what you're doing now and continuing your education, investing in yourself, mm -hmm. how important is investing to you? And what would you... I know how important it is to you, but you can tell us again. And, and what would you say to other LearnToGroomDogs.com members or other just younger pet grooming professionals out there about pouring into yourself and investing in yourself? You need to do that because you need to take one, take care of yourself. You are you. We all have just a limited amount of time here and we don't know how long that is going to be, which is part of the do what makes you happy. And don't think that you need to be in a career or go to a college or have a profession because someone else thinks you need to do that unless it is going to make you happy. You need to do what's making you happy. So make that be your first investment in yourself. Um, you know, investing in, well, your mental health, your sanity by being happy and, and surrounding yourself with people that are positive and can support and lead you towards your goals. Certainly there will be naysayers, but know that there are others that are there to be your cheerleaders. And if it becomes, you know, the new Facebook friends you have at the learntogroovedogs.com Facebook community, let that be it then. Um, but we all need to have that. Um, so, you know, continuing your education, investing, you know, what resources you may have. Um, don't let it break your bank. Um, you know, do certainly what's within your means. But know that um, you will grow when you invest in yourself. So the time that it takes also, um, you'll be spending time outside of your, your paid time mm -hmm. to develop yourself. So... Know what's on your schedule the next day. What dogs are you going to be grooming the next day? Maybe you do have a brand new breed on your schedule for tomorrow that you haven't done. And do your homework the night before so that you can go in the next day confident 
about what that breed is and what you need to be doing with that breed. Um, I'm fortunate that I work with two nationally certified master groomers. So we have some in-house support to kind of give us, looks like, okay, here's my first Terry Blue. I will do the main thing. And then you kind of come through and give me your take on everything. So for me, that's how I'm fortunate. But um, preparing ahead of time, because too, then you're able to talk more intelligently with the parent of this new breed. So that, you know, is it a hand strip? Is it not? You don't want to be saying kind of weird things if they're expecting like a, a pretty substantial um, breed standard mm -hmm. service. So, um, you know, being prepared. Um, you know, some other things that are important for investing yourself is um, your physical well-being. This is a really physically demanding job. And so no matter what age you're coming in, doing some of that physical self-care is going to be important too. So whether it's regular massage, chiropractic care, um, acupuncture, whatever it is to kind of take care of the parts of your body that are feeling the, the physical stress and strain from the type of work that we do. So, you know, I'm an older person coming in. I've got some natural aches and pains that are coming with my aging body. So I need to pay attention to that and treat myself well after the end of my hard day. But I think with young people too, it's never too early. Don't think because you can move and you can do all kinds of you know things that it's not going to eventually take a toll on your body. So we have a lot of our training experts that just really, really try to hammer that home. And you know what? The likelihood. I hope that, that if we can, if we can help one younger person out there mm -hmm. realize that. You know, we were all told, right? We were all told. Right. Well, you know what? You can do that when you're 12 or 20 or 30 or 40. Eventually, things just start hurting where you didn't think you had things to hurt. Right? hurt. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, but but to your point, physically and mentally, you know, there's so many times when we talk to people about preparing for the next day even or preparing mm -hmm. for the next year or sometimes mm -hmm. you know i was talking with i was actually talking with uh, uh we're actually going to do a uh, we're doing a, a few parts of a generational series you're you are one of them but also uh, uh janine palmatier who is a, a younger groomer on the younger generational side of of the profession and she said you know i know that there's an expiration date to this profession and she's I don't know. I, I, I'll ask her how old she is too. I <laughs> see this must be a license that I get to ask women how old they are. Right. But, but I, you know, I, I, if I were to guess, she's probably, you know, some twenties or thirties, right. But she's on the younger scale of our professional grooming spectrum. And, and uh, she already has learned that there's an expiration date to her physical ability in this, mm -hmm. in this industry. And she's already starting to think about what am I going to do with my experience when my hands can't be in fur anymore? or less time in fur. Yeah. I, I've got to applaud people to think that far ahead, whether it's tomorrow, next month, yep. next year, next decade, right? Yep. So, yeah. well, great. Annette, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I hope that the learntogroomdogs.com listeners out there or what the members out there uh, will probably even uh, um, probably put parts of this out to our podcast audience, yeah. if you don't mind. I think that'd be really cool. Um, because I just think it's such a really great, inspiring story. So anybody that's either watching or, or hearing this story, I hope that you found some words that help inspire you. And uh, uh, Annette, thank you very much. I want, I want to hear about your mobile uh, adventures. Uh, give it a few months and, and then reach out to me and let me know how things are going for you. 
We will do that. Thank you. All right. Take care, Annette. Thank you. Thank you.